Hey guys, welcome back to the Green and Bold podcast. This is episode 11. Today we're going to be carrying on our list of greatest Green Bay Packers of all time. Um, we're going to go 15 to 11 today. I'm going to talk a bit about the uh, Buffalo game and Jordan Love and uh, a little bit of breaking news that happened today, Tuesday, August 31st. All right, number 15, Willie Davis. Number 87, defensive end, um, drafted 181st in the 15th round of the 1956 draft out of Grambling State. He was drafted by Cleveland, and then he served two years in the Army, then was traded to Green Bay. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl one and two, a five-time NFL champion, 1961, 1962, 1965, NFL 1960s All-Decade Team. Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame. Pretty sure he's in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Two, maybe not. Wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of players that should be in there that aren't. A lot of old school players. Of course, he played in the era where there's no recorded tackles or sacks, but I forget which company it was, but there was a company that went back and tried to estimate all the, uh, you know, sacks for people like um, Willie Davis and uh, William Lanier and uh, Deacon Jones and all those beasts from the uh, 50s and 60s, played defensive end and linebacker and positions like that but it is estimated that he recorded 120 sacks in his in his career he also played in 138 consecutive games which (coughs) excuse me playing back then 138 consecutive games is crazy because all they did was you know punch bite and spit each other's faces every game so that says a lot number 14 max mcgee Number 85, wide receiver, out of Tulane, was the 51st pick of the fifth round in the 1954 draft. Five-time NFL champion, 61, 62, 65 to 67. That includes Super Bowl one and two. He's a pro bowler in 1961. He's a first-team all-conference in 1964 at Tulane. He's a third-team all-SEC in 1952, that's when Tulane was in the SEC. Yeah, crazy to think about, huh? He's a part of the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame and the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. His numbers are 345 receptions, 6,346 receiving yards, and 50 touchdowns. Fun little uh, f- fun fact about Maxwell McGee. <clears throat> a lot of people know this, a lot of people don't, but um, 
Apparently, he stayed out all night partying before Super Bowl one because he was the backup to Boyd Dollar, and he told he told Boyd, um, "Listen, man, I'm going out all night. Uh, I know I'm not playing." Well, guess what happens? Boyd gets hurt. He has to play. Max balls out. Very, very hungover. Recorded seven receptions for 138 yards and two touchdowns. Hungover. Fuck yeah, Max. Number 13, Johnny Blood McNally. Number 24, halfback. Um... Was not drafted. Obviously, they didn't have drafts back when Blood played. Um, he was from St. John's College in Minnesota. He did transfer to Notre Dame, but he never played there. Um, when Curly, well, this is funny. When Curly Lambeau offered him a contract to play, he offered him one hundred and ten dollars weekly if he didn't drink, and a hundred dollars if he did. He chose the hundred dollars. But Curly offered him. Gave him the 110 anyway because he was so honest with him. He's a four-time NFL champion, 1929, 1930, 1931, and 1936. He's part of the NFL 1930s All-Decade Team. He's a Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. A pro football Hall of Famer. 99% sure. He should be. If not, might have missed that. Um, he, he got his nickname from the movie Blood and Sand. He happened to be driving past a movie marquee with his buddy on the motorcycle and looked up. He said, I'll be blood and you be sand. So that's how Johnny Blood McNally was born. All right, number 12. Tony Canadeo, number three. Halfback out of Gonzaga. I don't know. I don't think Gonzaga even has a football team anymore. We all know they're great at basketball. I mean, if you know sports, you know that Gonzaga's great at basketball. <clears throat> Drafted 77th overall pick in the ninth round of the 1941 draft. <clears throat> Excuse me. NFL champion, 1944. Two-time first-team All-Pro in 1943 and 1949. Second-team All-Pro in 1948. NFL 1940s All-Decade Team. He's part of the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame. And his number three is retired. One of the six numbers that are retired. If you can name all six, you are a Green Bay Packers super fan. And part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He had 4,197 yards rushing, 4.1 yards per carry, 26 rushing touchdowns, and 9 interceptions. That's another one I might have missed on the uh, full disclosure on the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> I might have missed that. If Tony's not any, he should be. <clears throat> Number 11. Herb Adderley, number 26, corner, back, corner, as in the corner of the couch. Drafted with the 12th overall pick in the first round in the 1961 draft. He's a three-time Super Bowl champ, 
five-time NFL champion, 61 to 62. And then he had three Super Bowls after that. Actually, two Super Bowls after that, 61, 62, and 65. Four-time first-team All-Pro, 1962, 1963, 1965, and 1966. Three times second-team All-Pro, 64, 67, and 69. Five-time Pro Bowler, 63 through 67. NFL 1960s All-Decade Team. Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. 48 interceptions, 1,046 interception yards, and seven touchdowns. He scored the very first touchdown on an intercepted pass in Super Bowl history in Super Bowl II. Fun fact for all us Packer fans, he won a Super Bowl ring with Dallas and Green Bay. Can you name the other player to do that from that era? All right, that's it for the list this week. Let's talk about the uh, preseason game against Buffalo, the Buffalo Biles. Um, Yeah, I thought Jordan uh, did a lot of good things. Um, He's able to move the ball inside the 20s, which is great. Um, obviously he had that stupid throw into the end zone, but you know, that's just young. That's just, I'm not mad at that at all. He's just a young player trying to make a play, but you know, he'll learn, he'll learn when to eat it, when to throw it away. Um, uh, Kylan Hill looked good again. Um, what was it? Malik Taylor. He looked good. Yeah, I think we're in a good spot. Um, it's never good, I guess, for morale in a in a way. It's not. I mean, to lose all your preseason games, you want to win probably at least one. I mean, not that players really give a shit, but it is good for the uh, momentum of things going into the season. It would have been nice to beat Buffalo, but it's fine. Um. Now with this hurricane that hit New Orleans, it's um it's looking like it's probably gonna be played in Dallas for our first game. So, you know, that's only gonna help us because those fans are gonna be nuts. I mean they <clears throat> with or without those New Orleans fans, I don't unless they give away free tickets, which they might. Um it is it'll, it'll probably be half and half in Dallas or probably more Green Bay, I would assume. Who knows? Dallas is semi-close to New Orleans, but um, either way, the Packers are going to beat them. I'm not too worried about it. Our talent is just better than what they have. So even if we can't stop anybody, I don't know if um, Zadarius is going to play on defense. And then it came out today, just like 15 minutes ago, that Bakhtiari is on the pup list for the year to start. So... um, I mean, that's not a huge deal because we're just going to move Jenkins over, I'm assuming. And then um, we did pick up Dennis Kelly, too, which I believe he can play left tackle also. Or is just a left tackle. So I think we'll be fine. And it will give um, 
gave a chance to really heal all the way, you know, because he did tear those fucking ligaments. So this is better overall and for him as a human, you know. We are fans. We do want our our favorite players and our important players to get back as soon as possible. But I also think it's good as a fan to understand these are human beings and they do need to heal and you know, Dave wants to be out there as much as we want him out there, but it's good he gets to heal. I think it's a smart thing to do. I think he laid made a ton of progress this offseason, but he's just not where he should be. So they put him on the pup list. Um, a few changes for next week we're going to do, because I want to do a um, prediction for um, every team. Um, on one of the podcasts, so I'm going to put one out next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, Wednesday will be 10 to 6 from the list that we've been doing. And then Thursday, because the season starts, I want to put one out of my predictions for the season for the division champs and conference champs and Super Bowl and Super Bowl winner Maybe do like an MVP too. And then uh, Friday we'll do 5-1 to one on the list. And then obviously it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on what when the game is. Um, when I put out an episode. Um, right now I do work a job where I have to be there at 5 a.m. So on late games, if it's on a Sunday night or Monday night... Um, going to try to do it, but I mean, considering it doesn't even start until I go to sleep, I don't know how that's going to work yet. I'll have to figure it out. Um, but on your regular Sunday games, I'm going to try to put them out on Monday. And then I'll try to probably put Mondays out on Tuesday. Um, maybe it'll just be an abbreviated version, like a abbreviated version. Why can't I say that? abbreviated version of this podcast maybe like a maybe just like a five minute recap of what happened maybe it just won't be super in-depth not that these have been super in-depth but uh i was kind of just waiting the season start to make longer ones but yeah it all depends um yeah that's gonna be it for this one um catch us on instagram uh, Green and Bold Podcast, Facebook Green and Bold Podcast, and Twitter on Green and Bold Podcast. All right, guys, have a good one. Thanks. Bye.